Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Good morning, church. I hope you guys are doing all right this morning. It's an honor to be with you guys here once again. Come on, anybody grateful that we get to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ? I hope you, I hope you are. I am. Um, this morning, um, I'm just going to give it to you up front. This is going to be much different than a normal Sunday. So if this is your first time visiting, if this is your first time, if anybody is in the room, we just want to say welcome once again to Oasis Church Chicago. Um, we're so glad you're here. This is, a not, uh, this is not a typical Sunday morning, and so I'm asking that we all just kind of lean in here for a moment because um, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to each and every heart and each and every mind in this place this morning. And so what this morning is going to be is we're going to do a little bit of, I'm going I'm to speak out of a passage in Psalms. We're not going to continue in 1 Peter, but this is a part of the royally set apart sermon series, but I'm going to read out of Psalms 1 in a few moments, and then I'm going to teach on a couple of the verses and then give you guys some time to reflect. This is similar to a Wednesday night prayer meeting. If you've come to prayer meeting over the past couple of weeks, I want you guys to, um, yes, hear what I'm saying, but I ultimately want you to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And I believe the Holy Spirit can speak a word way better than I can. It can pierce your heart way more than I ever could with any of my words. And I think in the state of which we're in and where we're, where we're going as a church and what we're facing ahead of us today, I believe that this word today is super important. I was, um, I was sleeping Friday night into Saturday morning, and um, in the middle of the night, um, the Lord dropped Psalms 1 into my, into my dream. And um, I don't know if he's ever brought a scripture verse alive to you in the middle of your sleep, but it was very evident, it was very clear. There was an image of it. There was an image of what I'm going to read. It was very apparent that, that, that God was speaking to me. The Spirit was speaking to me in my dreams. How many of you know your sleep can be sweet by the presence of God? That you can dream dreams that are of the kingdom of heaven. You don't have to be destroyed and thwarted in your sleep. You don't have to have dreams of evilness and of wickedness. Come on, how many of you would say amen to that? How many of you know what the Spirit of God wants to give you sweet sleep and peace? And so I was sleeping and, and I was resting and I woke up and these verses jumped out at me and I said, you know what? I said to our team, I said to Rachel, I said, I think we need to put a pause on First Peter and I think this is what God wants us to, to do this Sunday. And so I sat down yesterday and I began to write with, with, the, with our team and I just feel like this is, this, is, this is important for us to catch this morning. So Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, this is royally set apart, planted by water. It says this, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And this was the image that God placed in my, my heart when I was sleeping. He, this is it. They are like trees planted along the riverbank. 
They're like trees planted by the water, Scripture says. I had that image. Come on, how many of you can see a tree just planted right next to a stream of water? Bearing fruit each season. Catch that, what Scripture says? Each and every season. Bearing fruit. Their leaves never wither. And they prosper in all they do. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. How many of you know that is a good word from God? That is a strong command and a promise. It's a command to us and a promise attached to the command. That God has called us to be people that are royally set apart. To be people that, 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 that are different. People that are distinct. People that, that, that don't go the way the world's going, but operate the way that the kingdom of God would call us to go. Pastor, you have been harping on this for the last six weeks. I think we get it. I want us to continue to be reminded that in this moment, in this cultural moment, in this moment of where we are standing today, where we are facing what is ahead, where we know what's coming against, we, all, we, we can see the landscape of our place and time, amen? We know what's happening. In this moment, we can say we are people that are royally set apart, that are planted by the living water. We are not gonna be people that are, that are wandering and falling apart and drying up. But we are going to be people that say yes to his life, yes to his truth, yes to his promises. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach three different points. And at the end of each point today, I'm going to give you guys time to reflect with the Holy Spirit. I want you to take some moments to pray at the end of these moments because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do something in this room this morning. Amen? Three things. First is this. What I get from this passage. Royalty is set apart. People of royalty, think of people of royalty, kings and queens, they are set apart, right? They, they live not among the, the people, and hear me, I'm going to go somewhere with this. They are set apart. People know, they recognize, they, they know that is the king, that is the queen. Those are people of royalty. People see that today, right? Rachel and I were in London a few years ago and we, we went past um, the, the queen's palace and we, we saw it and, and you could sense how much people knew, they just understood that was, that was royalty. They were set apart. We as believers are called to be that. We have been placed as people of a royal, into a royal inheritance. Do you catch that, church? How many of you are just grateful that we have a royal inheritance in Jesus' name? Come on, every person should just say like, Woo! Man, I'm not gonna get anything on this earth, but man, I got something waiting for me. But oh, actually, let me remind you, church, you do have something here on this earth. You have the spirit of the living God with you right now, which is the royal inheritance that has been promised to us. So actually, you can have life and life abundant now. But we are called to be people that are set apart. It says this, the, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Those are hard words to receive and hear. Another translation says this, what delight comes to those who follow God's way? What delight? 
What delight comes to those who follow the gods, follow God's way. He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor shame the sinners, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seats. These are not words to condemn any of us in this room. These are words to call us out this morning. As believers, we have a command to be set apart. Our lives should be able to be seen as different and opposite of following the ways of the world. Being set apart means you have been taken out of what was and placed into a different position. If you come into these moments, if you are part of this church, I want to ask a question this morning. And this is for me. Do your friends, does your family, do the people around you know that you are different? Do they know that you are distinct? Do they know that you have been saved radically by the good news of Jesus Christ? Or do you look the same? Because I know one thing's certain. When we come to Jesus, our lives should be radically different. Because what happened? The old is gone. The new has come. You don't wear the old clothes into the new life. You don't take the old life into the new life. You are brand new and set free. So are you a person that has been royally set apart? Are you distinct? See, what happens when we get set apart, when we become holy, it's not a badge, it's not an, a flag that we wave, it's not an IG bio, uh, po it's none of that. It is what we get is we get set apart by the Holy Spirit and we get filled with joy. Do you have joy this morning in the Lord? Do you have joy? Because scripture says that, that, that the joys, oh, the joy, delight, oh, oh what, what delight comes to those that have been set apart. See, when you get set apart, you should be filled with supernatural joy. <gasps> just think about Jesus for a second. You, you, you just can't help, but I can't help but smile. Man, you saved my life? You died on a cross for a jacked up, messed up person like me? You, you went all the way for me, not just to save me from what was, but to save me from today and to save me what I'm going to do. You saved me. Oh, what joy I have in Jesus. What peace I have in Jesus. The psalmist says that one way that we continue to walk in the Holy Spirit is that we continue to walk and abide in Jesus. And as we walk with him, joy should fill us. Unspeakable joy. So as we know that we have joy in Jesus, we have joy among his body, we have joy in the presence of him, well, then guess what, church? We become distinct and we operate different. And so what he says is, hey, stop listening to the advice of the wicked. Are you royally set apart to where you have canceled every wicked voice out of your life? Have you stopped the voices of evil? Have you said, Holy Spirit, I'm done listening to the wickedness. I'm done listening to this advice. I'm done sharing in anything that they, I'm done with it because it has left me dry. I keep waking up in the morning. I keep hearing pastor talk about joy. But let me just ask you something. The reason why it's hard for some of us to feel, be filled with joy is because we're still listening to the wicked voices of this world. And the scripture says, hey, hey, joy fills you. As you stop listening, as you stop going, as you stop operating in the way of the world. You with me, church? 
Oh, what joy it is. We, we don't listen to the wicked advice. We don't listen to our own advice. <laughs> Some of us are listening more to our own minds and our own thoughts than we are listening to, to the Spirit of God. Self-reliance is wickedness. Well, pastor, I have the Spirit of God. He leads me. Yeah, the Spirit of God leads you into all truth, not your own self, not JP's self. You get it? Oh, what joy it is to not listen to the counsel of the wicked, to not, to not sit among mockers, to not be around people that are engaging. And now listen, this is not for us to say like, hey, pastor, what, what are we doing? No, no, no. We are called to be a light to this world. We are called to be salt to this earth. Amen? I, I've said it before. If the city is becoming darker, maybe the church isn't shining bright. But there is a distinct call to us today as a church to be set apart. I, I had a vision in this, in this dream, and I, don't, I hope you guys catch this. This is not, you guys know my heart. This is not to say I'm, this, we're, we're against the world, none of that. But as I was dreaming, I saw this tree planted by water, and the next moment, I'm in the middle of downtown. And there's a street, a big street. And on each side, there's sidewalks filled with people. And on one side of the street, there are People that, that, that are broken and hurting and in pain. And then on the other side of the street, it was what I felt and sensed in my heart that the Lord was showing was, was people of God, people of royalty, people of distinction. And what I saw was what was happening is that the people of God, they were walking over and they were getting engulfed by the people across the street. Hear me, church, this is not to condemn anybody. This is a call to us to say we are going to be people of distinction. And they were getting engulfed instead of invading them, instead of, instead of going into that, that group of people, they were getting covered, they were getting engulfed, and darkness came over. They were listening, they were, they were, they were going that way, they were doing the things they were doing. And then the next moment what I saw was the same street, the same people, the same sides. Now, I know this is crazy, right? This is nuts. And what I saw was the people of holiness crying out with joy and rejoicing and praying and, and witnessing to across the street, giving a mighty example of what it means to be a person set apart, just declaring the good news of God. And what I saw was people from the side that were lost and were broken, they started to make their way over to the side where people were filled with joy and peace and strength and of sound mind, and they were going, help us. Instead, we're thinking, man, we gotta, we gotta go be like the world. We gotta smell like the world. We gotta talk like the world. We gotta be relevant like the world. Guys, the gospel's relevant and it's been relevant forever. This is the call for church, the believers, that in this moment, we go, man, okay, hold on. I, I'm gonna listen to the word. I'm gonna listen to the spirit of God. I am not gonna fall prey to the wickedness of this world. I'm 33, I'm preaching wickedness in a church. This doesn't build churches. <laughs> but what this builds is people that are set on fire by the Holy Spirit. I'm not concerned about a big church. I could care less anymore. Father, forgive me. What I'm concerned is about your lives being on fire for God. You're waking up in the morning going, oh, what joy it is to serve God. What a joy. Oh, what a blessing. 
I don't got to listen to the wickedness. I don't got to listen to my own thoughts. I got a higher leading. I got a greater power. It's the Holy Spirit who wants to lead me into all truth, into all peace, into everything he has called me to do. The world needs to see someone set apart. So right now, just for a few moments, maybe this is where you're at today. You've been listening to the counsel of people that should have no place in your life to speak. Maybe you have pushed counsel completely out of your life and you find yourself in self-reliance and you're listening to thoughts that are not of God. I want us to pray right now for a time of saying maybe, you know what, God, I'm sorry, I repent. I repent for giving my life. I repent for, for, for handing my life over to this world. I repent. Release me, Father. Release me, Holy Spirit. My allegiance is not to this world. It's to you. So right now, church, if this is, this is Oasis, welcome. I want you to take a few moments to just say, whatever's on your heart, Holy Spirit, release me. Forgive me. I've given allegiance to this world. I've, I've allowed for the voices of wickedness and of this world to give me counsel instead of you. I, I'm sorry. Turn me back to, to the things of you. Just for a moment, receive the forgiveness. Receive the joy of God's goodness and kindness towards you right now. Just take a moment and let the Holy Spirit speak to you in Jesus' name. The second thing this morning that I want to focus on and let the Holy Spirit speak to us is royalty focuses on God's word. I almost want to change that to royalty lives by God's word. Because you can focus on something and not live by it. Royalty focuses, lives by, on God's word. The scripture says in verse 2, so it tells us who we're not. And it tells us now how to live, but those, but they delight in the law of the Lord and they meditate on it day and night, day and night. They delight in the law of the Lord. Royally set apart people delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate it. They focus on it. They, they breathe it in. They, they chew on it. They, they, they dwell oh, on day and night. What words are you focusing on today? What are you delighting in today? What are you hoping for today? What are you hoping in today? What fear has crept in? What focus has, has overtaken the focus of dwelling on the things of God? What doubt has been allowed to settle in your spirit? Royalty focuses, delights, meditates on the word of God. They delight in God's word. This is such a powerful truth. This is one of the clearest places in scripture where we see this truth that, that rings true forever. I know people who literally meditate on the word day and night. Do you know how much peace they have? Do you know how much joy they have? You know, I've seen families be blessed supernaturally because people live their lives by meditating on the word of God day in and day out. I knew someone that would go to sleep playing scripture verses. You know, the Bible app, you can do that now. It's awesome. It's convenient. Playing it as they fall asleep, playing it when they wake up, playing it in the middle of the day. I can't tell you how many times I've opened up scriptures in the middle of the day when I'm 
feeling uh, oppressed or depressed. I feel anxious. I feel weary. And I open up scriptures. I kind of just, you ever just do one of these? Oh, no, no one has in this room? Yo, I'm on a Bible plan, Pastor, and it is good. Bless you. I, I've done this. And I look. And it speaks directly to, I'm not encouraging that all the time. I'm just saying. The law of the Lord speaks truth. It speaks life. It speaks hope. It is our guide. It is our way of going through this life. It is the thing that keeps us going. It is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. Are we delighting in the law of the Lord? Are we meditating on it day and night? Believers of God should love the word of God. You should not just love sermons. You should love the Word of God. You should be so filled with the Word of God when you walk in this place that you're just getting extra for your week. You're just getting an extra topping for what's ahead. People of God should love it. The Word of God is what made us come alive. The, the Word of God created the universe. The Word of God sustains the universe. The, the Word of God reveals God to us. Jesus teaches us that we are called to live from every word from His mouth. Are you living from the words of the wicked? Are you living from the words of the world? Are you living from the words of Jesus? Are we, am I, are we engaging with it? Are we opening it? Are we letting it speak? We're we making a consistent decision. It says they delight in the law of the Lord day and night. It doesn't say when they feel like it. It doesn't say when it feels good. They don't say when the pastor tells. Day and night. Night and day. Day and night. Night and day. Are we desiring it? Are we dwelling on it? Are we thinking on it? I was just talking with Rach the other day. We have um, been doing this devotional book together. It's so funny as we've been intentionally setting a time aside to read it together and focus on it. We read a passage of scripture and then the leading says, just take two minutes. The book says, take two minutes and just focus on what was, you just read. And I've been doing devotionals for almost 12 years or something. And I've realized that, man, I've had to switch it up a little bit. So I read the scripture. I sit for dead silence for two minutes. And Rachel and I talk the other day about how, man, just for two minutes we let the word speak to us, how throughout the whole rest of the day, that word comes alive to us all throughout the day. That the thing we read early in the morning is the thing that we dwell on in the middle of the day. It's the thing we dwell on in the middle of the afternoon, into the evening. And what it helps me do and what it helps us do is not focus on the things that are going around on around us. Life is happening, right? Things are happening. But how good is it to dwell on the law of the Lord instead of the law of the land? That, 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 man, oh God, your word is speaking to me. Your word is changing me. Your word is encouraging me. What we're falling prey to is oftentimes more than ever, we are listening to more people's words. We're listening to more podcasts. We are becoming sermon junkies. We are becoming podcast junkies. Come on, we are in a technology world where we can flip on the TV. We can open up the phone. We can listen to more people's podcasts, more people's preaching, more people's teaching. And that's all we are getting instead of opening up the word for ourselves and going, what does the word of God say for my life today? Are you drawn to his word? Pastor, I don't understand it. 
Well, then you come to the church, you get around your old groups, you get around your pastors, you ask someone to disciple you, and you open up the word together. But pastor's messages is not going to carry you. My message is not going to carry you. <laughs> I'm just, it's not. Well, my job is to shepherd and to push you closer to Jesus' heart, and the word of God is what's going to help us get through this time. What does the word say about us? That we should not be people that are shaken. That we should not be tossed by the winds and the waves. That we should be steadfast and secure. That we are a chosen nation, a royal priesthood. God's special possession. Did I say that or did the word say that? The word of God says that. And you know what it is for me? It's a promise. It's what I hold on to. So when the winds and the waves start coming into the trolley house, you know what I do? God, you're my anchor. God, you're my rock. God, you are my cornerstone. God, you are the firm foundation. God, you are not something that is sinking sand. You are the rock. You are the foundation. So when the winds and the waves come, I hold on to you, King Jesus. When the enemies try to come and steal, kill, and devour, God, you protect. You hold up. You sustain. You watch over. You guide. You gird. You strengthen me from the inner part of my body, God. It is not by any man's words. It is not by anything else except the word of God and the promises of the kingdom of heaven. Church, we are weak Christians. Because we don't know the word of God. We gotta get off the milk. <laughs> what? Where's that at? It's in the Bible. It says, stop drinking the milk, start eating the meat. If you've been coming to this church, we're so glad, and I pray you keep coming, but I pray this message floors you and the whole we're gonna take a prayer point in one second, but the milk, you've been coming? It's time to start getting off the milk and start eating some meat. Start living by the word of God going, this is what God has said. This is what he's telling me to do. This is how he's telling me to live. This is how he's telling me to be a husband, to be a wife. This is how he's telling me to be a son and a daughter. This is how he's telling me to be a friend. This is how he's telling me to be a, co a worker. This is how he's telling me to be a person that serves. This is what, oh yes, this is what he is telling me to do. Not the ways of this world telling me how to do and what to do. Come on. The word of God is our anchor. This is the help of the Holy Spirit today. He's the one that guides us into all truth. And so today I want to pray this. God, we don't want to be people who come to your word out of obligation. Help us. Teach us. Stir within us a heart for your word. May we be people that hunger and thirst for your word. Holy Spirit, come and lead my life into all truth. Remove lies. Make me aware of places in my life where I'm making decisions that are uninformed by your words. Catch that? Make me aware of places in my life, decisions in my life where I'm making decisions uninformed by your word. So take a moment right now and let the Holy Spirit speak. He is and he's gonna continue. Let him minister to your heart. The final thing before we take communion in a moment, I'll ask if anybody doesn't have it, the ushers can bring you some of it this morning. But and let me say this real quick. If you need help with the word, if you need a devotional, if you need something to lead you in your daily devotions with God, please come connect with myself, um, Pastor Jordan, Pastor Andrew in the back there. We can get you some resources. We have this book that we've been handing out to some people to help them 
get into the word of God and engage with scripture. And I want you guys to be equipped as a church body. Amen. So make sure you ask for that. The third thing is this. And guys, I know this is so different from normal. Um, but we're in a season of revival, I believe, as a church. If you've been coming and if you've been a part of it and where we're going, um, God will not be able, he, he needs to use every single one of us to continue to carry this thing out. And so the third thing is this. Royalty endures. People that are royally set apart, they endure. Come on, say endure with me. Come on, say it like you actually believe it. Say it like you actually believe that royally set apart people endure in this life. Say it again. They are like trees. Man, that's such a good word for the church. We should not be people that feel like we're just getting beat up all the time. <laughs> we got victory. Well, the, the victory's won. The battle has been won. Guys, like, like, wake up. Like, the thing is, it's already been done. It's already been won. We're just living in this thing now as light to the earth. And the victory's been won. We are called to endure. We are called to walk this thing out with such joy and with such hell. Because the scriptures say so. You set yourself apart. The Holy Spirit sets you apart. You meditate on the word of the Lord. You are going to endure in this life. I promise you. They are like trees planted along the riverbank. What do trees need to grow? I, I know there's some educated, one more time. Water, thank you Lance. Water, they need water to grow. When they are attached to places of water, trees flourish, amen? Plants flourish, flowers grow. I, I, I had to water our flowers that were in our front porch thing every single day, or Rachel did, in order for those things to grow. When we stopped watering them, what happens to them? They die. It says, hey, you, people of God, people that love Jesus, people that have been claimed, you are like trees planted along the riverbank, and you bear fruit in each season. I love that. That struck a chord in me. Every season you bear fruit. Their leaves never wither. They don't get dry. They don't die. They stay. They, they never wither and they prosper in all they do. Did you catch that? The people of God prosper in all they do. What a reminder for us today in this moment that in every season, no matter what's going to come on this week, <laughs> no matter what's going to come next week, no matter what's going to come next month, the people of God bear fruit in every season. They do not wither. They do not die. They stay strong because we are planted and abiding in Jesus. Oh, amen. That's like the best news ever. So you mean to tell me my hope is not what's to come on Tuesday? No, and if it is, we want to pray over you. You mean my hope is not, not in the things if I lose my job or have a job? No, it's in Jesus. He's the one that actually will give you every resource that you need, every provision that you need. I remember, I, I'm almost done, I'm almost done. But I remember in a season where, 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 where we, we had some job loss in my family, in a home. And I remember going, man, what are we gonna do? We moved to one of the most expensive cities to plant a church, and now we don't have a job. <laughs> I remember the Lord whispered in my ear, give more to me right now. I said, what the mess? 
This is how God and I talk. <laughs> he said, give more to the house. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> he said, son, and I love that, son, I'm your father. I give you everything you need. Trust me, you will not wither in this season. <laughs> You will not run dry in the season. You will be sustained in the season. You will bear fruit in the season. I can tell you, church, confidently in that season and in many seasons, we have been people that have been able to be sustained, be encouraged, continue to give generously, continue to pour out, continue to open up our home, continue to bear fruit in every season of life, no matter if there's trials, no matter if there's pain, no matter if there's death, no matter if there's life. We have said because we are planted by streams of living water that we are gonna bear fruit in every season of our lives. He's writing a beautiful picture. Is your life being sustained by the Holy Spirit? Is it? Is it being sustained by your job? Is it being sustained by your title? Is it being sustained by your marriage or not your marriage? Is it being sustained by your relationships? Is it being sustained by the Holy Spirit because you are planted by streams of living water? John 4 describes this when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. He says, hey, 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 you can keep drinking from that well, but you're going to get thirsty. And you're going to stay thirsty. But I am the living water, the well that will never run dry. That when you come to me, when you get on your face, when you open up my word, when you call upon my name, you will be filled with the living water. You will not grow thirsty. You will never run dry. You will be filled over and over and over. And better yet, I'm not just gonna fill you, I'm gonna fill you with an overflow. I'm gonna fill you with such an overflow that in the darkest of seasons, you know that you are being filled by me and by my presence and by my promises that you can stand up, you can stand confident, you can stand with joy, you can stand with peace, you can stand with hope. A living hope, Peter writes, because we are planted by streams of living water. This is the call for this house. Do you understand this? That the, the oasis is a wellspring of life in the midst of a desert. You are the part of the body of oasis. Is your life showing a wellspring of life in the midst of a desert? Or are you being drained and dry just like everybody else around you? Are you running into the presence of God? Are you getting to the things that, that, that will build your life like his word, like the house, like engaging in discipleship at old groups or at prayer meeting? Are you getting, are you coming in? Not because we're church attendance, guys. I don't care. But man, as people that are knowing that we are abiding and living in the things of God, we want to get to where God is. We want to attach ourselves to the living water. And when you do that, church, I promise you, I promise you, when you remain planted in God, you receive more than you ever deserved. That's a good place to say amen. When you stay planted in the things of God, you receive more than you ever deserved. When you live without God, you end up with way less than you could ever imagine. Staying planted, you'll have more than you could ever deserve. And I'm not talking bank account. I'm not talking a car. I'm not talking... a. I'm talking unspeakable joy, church. I'm talking unshakable hope. I'm talking peace in the midst of the worst storm. I'm talking such faith when there is so much fear. I'm man, me and my wife, we had a moment this week where we were in a situation and I was, I was shook. I was shook. I got shook in this city. For the first time in a long time, I was shook. I remember going inside and I remember closing the door, locking the doors. 
Rachel and I were there. Hmm. What did I do? Babe, let's figure out all the solutions. Let's get the formula. No, no, babe, let's pray. Let's pray. I began to pray. I began to ask God, God, we have faith in you. We have trust in you. We have hope in you. You're going to protect us. You're going to be our guide. You're going to be our guard. You're going to put angels around this home. There ain't going to be a single wicked thing that comes near this house. This is a tent of the Lord. This house is holy ground. This home is blessed and anointed by our King Jesus. You ain't going to touch this thing, Satan. So you and your schemes, they got to go. You and your ways, they can't come near me. So don't even think about it. You can talk that way to the devil. Oh, yeah, you better. (laughs) You better shout at him. (laughs) You better declare the name of Jesus over him. Why? Because you're attached to the living water. (laughs) Pastor, this is radical. No, this is original. (laughs) Pastor, why didn't you just preach a message and just get us all happy? (laughs) Because the word of God makes you happy. Because you're planted by his water. You're actually drinking nourishment from him. You don't need Gatorade. (laughs) You don't need any Powerade. (laughs) You don't even need a monster drink. Some of you are the high level, next level. You're tired and weary. Catch this. You're tired, weary, you're depressed. What does the word of God say? What does the kingdom of heaven say? Rise up. Take courage. And do it. Ezra 10.4. Ezra? You pulling Ezra out of this passage? Ooh, pastor. Where's Ezra even at? That's a book of the book. Rise up. Take courage. Rise up. Take courage. I drink from the living water. I drink from the living water. I got every nourishment. I, need. I got all of it. I got all of it. I'm blessed beyond measure. I have more favor than I can even dream or talk about. I have more blessings in front of me. I have more protection all around me. I have the Holy Spirit who is inside of me, guiding me, leading me, directing me into all truth. I do not have to have a brain or a mind that is not sound. I do not have to have a divided mind. I am not a part of a divided kingdom. I am part of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am set free. I am sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. That sounds very pompous. No, it's the word of God's promises over my life. We endure through every season. You're going through pain. You've been hurt. God's word, his spirit will speak life. You're in trauma. The Holy Spirit wants to heal you. You're in lack. The Holy Spirit wants to pour out. We deserve none of this. But the grace of God is a scandal. And he gives it all to us. So right now, this is our prayer point. And then we're going to take communion. Make us, Holy Spirit, people that stay alive by living each season with life, hope, joy, and peace. Take a moment and say, Holy Spirit, I want to thrive in every season. I don't want to just endure. I want to thrive in every season that you have called me to be a part of. In Jesus' name. So, Father, today I pray that you would seal seal this in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we want to be people that are set apart. So, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would set us apart. Not just some of us, some of the parts of our lives. God, all of us, we pray. Every part, every inch of our lives, every inch of our heart, set it apart. Set our minds apart. We want to be holy. So, Father, fill us with holiness and righteousness. 
We want to be people that operate in your ways. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it's true, that it's alive, that it's filled with promises and hope. Father, I pray we'd have a desire to meditate on a day and night, night and day. And Father, I pray for uh, the Spirit of God to fill my brothers and sisters from the head to their toes, to be people that endure during this season, in the next season, in the seasons that comes. God, if the seasons are hard, God, I pray that they would be filled with life. Where the seasons are heavy, God, that you would lift them up, God. God, that they would be people that are, that are connected to the living water, God. That their leaves do not wither, God. That they do not run dry, God. But they would be filled, God, day in and day out, overflowing with the goodness and the, the hope and the promise of you. Fill us with joy. Fill us with peace, Holy Spirit. We say yes to you. We love you, God. And we bless you, God. And we ask this all in the name above every name, in Jesus' name. Amen.